There is a country beyond that which is known to humankind. A stray country. A country that exists west of October. Whose borders are somewhere between midnight train whistles and the distant hell of a dog. A country that lies somewhere in the stitched and jittering static between radio stations. A country that drifts through America like a traveling salesman. But every now and then stops the nest on a small town. A small church. A single street. And maybe, just maybe, some kind of delayed radio broadcast you've stuffed in your ears. Chapter 9 Where is Mary Brogan's Cigarette? 3.33 p.m. Billy was standing at the stairs to the basement. Looking down into the stilted sieve of daytime shadows. Looking down into this unnatural manufactorium. Looking down into the black bazaar of bad news. Looking down at this strange picture gallery of blacked out photos. Wrinkling his nose to the leaky scent. Having one last garbage to collect and not wanting to finish. The garbage sack in his hand had begun to wilt. It had been new, and so that had meant it felt different. But no longer. Having walked about the house, up and down the midway halls, like a carnival stranger, picking, collecting, homogenizing all the household trash, like some kind of idiot antiquarian had spoiled the bag. Yes, mixing all the filth, junk, scrap, cast-offs, sweepings, bits and pieces, odds and ends together like some kind of debris connoisseur had made the bag feel like the garbage sack it was. Why keep a garbage can in the basement anyways? No one ever went down there. Maybe he could skip it. But Billy thought better of the idea. Mom had a knack for sniffing out unfinished chores, like a bloodhound. Getting on Mom's bad side was always bad, but even badder lately. His mom, he knew, could not be fooled, only distracted. And he could not create the distraction within himself. His hand tightened on the sack. It felt dirty. He wanted to wash his hands. He went down the stairs. The basement was full of old things. Never used things, at least by anyone left alive. But full of old things belonged to someone somewhere. Mostly furniture, covered in white sheets. Parodies of the costume ghost. Like they were mocking the dead men that had lounged in them in life. Of course, under the fabricated shadows only manufactured by suburban basements, the sheets looked burnt match black. Billy saw light. A blue glow coming from beneath the sheet. A wayward soul, fallen out of great-grandpa's pocket, probably when he sat down on the couch one autumn afternoon and never woke up. Yes, Billy had heard this story many times. 
but I never searched the cushions. But down there with gum wrappers and copper pennies and old cigar bands, there had littered the soul of great-grandpa. And now, here, today, woken up. The blue light blinked beneath the sheet. Billy could not move. The blue light flickered. Billy's heart ramped up production. The blue light danced. Billy's heart beat at 5,000 beats per hour. The blue light sheet quivered in the nothing basement breeze. 6,000 beats per hour. Blink. Blink. 6,500. Blink. 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 7,000. Blink. Blink. Billy could not blink. The blue light flicked his eyes dry and lit paralyzed. Blue. Blue. Blink. What if it wasn't great-grandpa's lost soul finally finding its way from the couch cushions, but just plain old grandpa come back from the dead? Or no? What if it were dead Mary Brogan come to find her cigarette? Come to ask a boy, where is my cigarette? And strike a kid down like a matchstick to light her cigarette off the arson of boy fear or strike of boy years to shuck her ghost lungs one last time just so heaven knew to turn her away. Billy stood very, very still, wanting to run very, very bad. Horseshit came a whisper beneath a sheet. Jack? A sheet was thrown back like a gunslinger's poncho. A brother's face sparkled like a revolver. Shh, quiet. You want to blow my cover? The television screen was lit. Game over. Billy looked back to a brother. Blow your cover? What? Are you a spy? Hell, Billy, I may as well be behind the Iron Curtain here. You know if Mom finds me. You got off soccer early? Jeez, bud. Billy, clue up. Ain't soccer season. Billy looked at the setup. An old TV. A second Nintendo, all underneath a white sheet. Volume tuned to levels only discernible by dogs in far countries. I just tell Mom I got soccer. Jack explained. I borrowed Freddy's old uniform. Go around the block, hop Helen Allison's fence, come in the back door, come down here and play Nintendo. What about the money? The money Mom and Dad gave me for soccer? Jack smiled and lifted an old blanket, peeling back the layers on a cache of games. It went to soccer, see? Jack held up a cartridge. And football and basketball and ice hockey, look. How do I know I can trust you? Billy licked his lips. You can trust me. Yeah, but I can't have Mom following you down here. You're going to tip her off. I will not. Jack raised his hands to calm a brother's voice. He got quiet, listened 
for the telltale sign of parental movement above. After ten seconds of listening to the silence, Jack spoke on. Not on purpose, man, but you're just not as sneaky as I am. I mean, after all. Jack pointed to Billy's chore list in hand. Look, I'll work out a pathway to get you down here, okay? Not down the stairs, you hear? And only at agreed-upon times, okay? This is real covert ops shit. Billy nodded. If you don't have an alibi, Mom's gonna wise up, okay? Billy nodded. So you know, tell Mom you want to take piano lessons. Wait. No good. She'll expect to hear you practicing at home. That's even worse. Jack stroked his chin. Look, let me chew on it. We'll think of something, okay? Okay. Now go on. Get out of here. Before you get me caught. Wait. Wait, what? I gotta talk to you about something. Jack breathed out impatiently. What is it? You're cutting into my punch-out time. I can't find the cigarette. Jack answered quickly. What cigarette? The cigarette. Mary Brogan's cigarette. Oh, um, well, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, but you said, I was just teasing you, Billy. You really think a ghost is going to show up and haunt you and ask for it? Billy didn't answer. She's not, okay? Yeah, but I had a dream. A dream? Yeah, a dream. Jack's eyes narrowed. And? And in the dream I saw a cigarette smoked gone. Yeah, so? And somehow I knew it was dead Mary Brogan's cigarette. Jack listened. So I came down here last night, because I hid it away in the bottom of the old steamer chest in the closet, and it was gone. Jack sat down. Billy could see the whole dream come and go in Jack's eyes. You had the same dream, Billy whispered. Jack didn't say a thing. Billy didn't need him to. Outside, the boys heard the wind stringing up the leaves and making them dance like puppets. Jack. How's I supposed to know? I mean, just because a lady dies holding a cigarette doesn't make it any different. What did you do with that cigarette? That can't change a thing. A cigarette held by a living hand doesn't make it more alive or anything. Jack. They're all made by cigarette rolling machines anyways. Not like a hand ever touches them. Probably all made in the same factory. All the same goddamn thing. Like a dollar bill. They aren't any different, no matter how many people touch it. Jack. Hell, I mean, you and I probably took dollar bills to the arcade held by dead men and women. Probably bought candy with dollar bills used to buy drugs. Jack! Jack looked at Billy. What did you do with the cigarette? Jack chewed on his lip. I sold it. 